0: Get in Perik Mishnah, 4.5, 4 5, and the Mishnah continues to discuss various tikunei ha'olam, enactments that the rabbis put forth in order to make the world a better place. And notwithstanding the technical letter of the law, they made adjustments. And again, we're talking here about things that apply to Avadim, Evid Kanani, a slave who was owned by a Jew. And the particular case of our Mishnah here is Misha Chetzio Vechetzio Ben Choren, someone who's half. A slave and half owned by a Jew. What does that mean? So it could happen in, an, in a variety of ways. The most simple is to think, for example, um, that two people bought a slave together, so they each own him 50 50, and the one of those two partners frees the slave. So now he's, the slave is now half free, and that half of him, so to speak, is like a full blown Jew. The other half is still a slave with the restrictions that a slave has. Now, the first part of a Mishnah is going to consider um, the economic. I'll call it predicament, if you will, that the owner has. But then we'll later on take into consideration the other person who's very important in the story, which is the slave himself and his interests. So from an economic point of view, um, here's the problem. If one person owns a slave so he can, he owns his output, he owns his person, he can, you know, do whatever it takes to get the slave to produce for him. If a person and is a half-owner of a slave, another half, so to speak, the slave owns himself, if you will. So now um, the economic outf- output of this person is 50% belongs to the owner and 50% belongs to himself. The problem is as a free person, there's no way necessarily to like to force this half slave to, to produce. In other words, if you own a slave fully, they're expected to produce their 100 bricks a day and the owner will get those 100 bricks. If they're a half slave, so then so 50 bricks should go to the owner, and 50 bricks should go to himself. The problem is, what if he doesn't want to work very hard? So what recourse does the owner have because he's a half-free person? can't do him because of the free part of him, so to speak. And therefore, um, to consider that, to solve that predicament, the mission says, Ovid es rabo yom echad, yom echad. What they do is, they divide his work week into three days where he works for himself, three days on which he works for, his owner, alternating days, and therefore when he works for himself, if he wants to be lazy, that's fine. When he works for his owner, he's like functioning as a full-blown slave, and whatever recourse a person has to induce a slave to produce from at full capacity, this man has as well. So although, again, by rights, he should be treated as like a half free person every day of the week and be protected, but no, considering the economic rights and needs of the current owner, we make him be like, so to speak, a full-blown slave half the days and a full-blown free man other half the days. Now, that's Divir Beishamai. That's Beishamai's position, and again we're we're focused on the benefit of the owner. And because of that, Abyshil um doesn't get some flack from Beishamai. Amr Lahem Beishamai. Beishamai say, wait a second. Takantem es rabo. It's all well and good you took care of the needs of the owner. So now he doesn't lose anything. But the esmo la tekantum, but you haven't taken into consideration the needs of the half slave in his predicaments. Because why? Lisa Shivcha Efshar, who is he supposed to marry? Since he's a half free person and a half uh, a slave, so he can't marry a shivcha, a shivcha meaning a slave woman. Why? Shikvar ben because half of him is like a free Jew. And a free man Jew can't marry a Shivcha. Um that's Isr d'Orisa the most easy place to point to the source of that is um, uncleus translation of the Pasuk, Lo kadesh mibnosi Yisrael, v'lo kadesh Yisrael. It's a Pasuk in Devarim, Per Khaf Gimel, Pasuk Yudches, 2318, which uncleus understands that it, it's a prohibition explicitly against Jewish men marrying shvachot and slave girls and Jewish women marrying avadim, slave men. They're not allowed to do that. So that being the case, this half- Slave, half-free person, can't marry a shivcha because he's half-free. And Bas yevshar, he also can't marry a regular nice Jewish girl, shekfar chetzio eved, because he's still half an eved. So half of him would be, know, be marrying in a prohibited way. Therefore, he's stuck. What's he supposed to do? Yibatel? she Should you sit around and do nothing, just not have a family? That's, that's in, unthinkable. Vahalo? Lo nivra olam el The whole world is created so you should be able to have families. Shunem, the Pasik says, Lo sohu vara la sheves yitzara. God didn't create the world to be desolate, He created it, He formed it that it should be inhabited. So that being the case, we want this person, this slave to be able to half slave, to be able to have a family. And therefore, Olam for the sake of making the world a better place for the common good, rabo. we forced the owner of the half of him, va'oso so to release him, making him a full blown free Jew in every sense. Al Excuse me, Al The the um this former slave will give an IOU for the value that the owner who's relinquishing him from ownership uh, is, is owed. In other words, if slaves go for $100 on the market, so he'll give him an IOU for 50 Okay. And V'chazru Bezhill Lahoros Kediver Bezshamai. Bez saw the rectitude in that, and therefore he agreed, Basil agreed, uh, that they should force any owner of a half-slave, half-owned slave to free the slave in full, so they can have a life and get married and so on. So now, um, a couple important Important uh, technical points here. The first is there's a mitzvah from the Torah called pru revu, It's a pasuk. So why in the world did the mission not say shenemar pru revu? It doesn't say that. The the proof text is Losovara v'ra and that is a verse out of Yishaya, not out of the Chumash. Why? So the way that the Rishonim learn this is for a simple mitzvah. Mitzvahs are important, of course, but if this situation being a half-free and half-slave um, would inhibit this person from doing some mitzvah, we wouldn't force the owner to release him for that. This person now has to keep mitzvahs like a regular Jewish man because the half of him has to keep. So not Before he was freed at all, so he had to keep Shabbos and Kosher like a Jewish woman. Now that he's half-freed, the half of him, so to speak, that's free has to now put on tefillin and do Seferus Omr and do Talmud Torah and so on. But the mitzvahs that are unique to men. Nevertheless, um, this having children, which is also a mitzvah approval as a mitzvah on men, um, he won't be able to do, and for that alone we wouldn't we wouldn't say, you know, that he should be freed. Why not? Because there's a separate mitzvah in the Torah, not to go freeing your slaves for no good reason. olam behem tavodu. the Pasik says the an Evid Kanani will serve a Jew to serve the Jews forever, and it'll be a violation of a mitzvah's ase to free a slave for no good reason to free him for the sake of some you know of the of the master's benefit he needs a tenth man for a minion even though it's just a bonon that'll be okay but to just let him go for nothing that'll be the jew doing an Avera for the benefit of the slave and we never say this this principle is we don't we never tell a person chatei chavercha we never tell a person you should do a sin so your fellow jew should have some you know be protected or get an merit or something like that or have a benefit a spiritual benefit a mitzvah benefit we don't say that. So therefore, um, we wouldn't force this slave owner to free his half-owned slave so the half-owned slave can do mitzvahs of having children in and of itself. So that's why the mitzvah puruvu is not enough. But the mitzvah puruvu isn't just a mitzvah puravu. It's not just one of the 613. As the proof text is saying from Yishaya, this is like part of like the mission statement of, of the Bria of existence that Hashem created. He wants people... To be fulfilled human beings and have families of their own and to have offspring and to develop the world and and that's that's the mission of existence. Therefore, Puruvu is not just another mitzvah; it's like a central, all important mitzvah which is like central to what it means to be a human being. And that being the case, since of its central importance, we with the Chazal here are saying we force the person, the master, to slay, release the half he still owns, so this poor slave guy can be can be free to do his mitzvah, and that'll be the Din la Um... That said, I just want to speak out. This is because we're talking about an an Evid Kanani. He's a man, and a man is peruvu. If it would be a Shifcha Kananis, a female slave who's half-owned and half-free, this misha wouldn't apply, meaning we wouldn't the second part of the mission wouldn't apply, and we wouldn't force the owner to free her. Instead, we would simply let her work one day for herself, one day for her master, and vice versa. And you know, alternating days, just like Basil said originally, now we the Dinl Halacha, although the Gemara speaks out that um, in the event that we see that she's she's causing trouble in society at large because she's sort of promiscuous, then we would force the owner to free her so she too could get married, so she could live the life of a nice Jewish woman and not not as one as a promiscuous you know, slave who has every other day off to cause mischief in society.